This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Blue wire. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. He's on. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! A parade! Oh, blocked by James! Auburn's gonna win the football game! Auburn's gonna win the football game! For the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. Bryant took the jumper. Alright, I'm pleased to welcome to the Snapback Sports Pod, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champion, Santonio Holmes, Miami, Florida, at Super Bowl week. How you doing? I'm great, man. Thank you. Thanks for allowing me the opportunity to come out here and speak to your to your, to your, to your, uh, to your following. Absolutely. So, for those who can't see us because this is a podcast and they're not looking at the video, Santonio is wearing a shirt, MVP. Where, where could I buy that shirt? I'm a Ravens fan. I will not be buying that shirt, but what theoretically. If was, what if it was in purple? Oh, would I have to? Is it? But it's your. It has the Steelers star. It's going to. It, it can right. be associated Do you have it in with, purple? Uh, yes, they are, they are on the website. All right. so. so, Snapback fam, I like to give away stuff to All my right, followers. Absolutely, so, absolutely. I will buy a MVP. I'll buy it off his site. I'll do it just for you. <laughs> just because you put one in purple. Um, but to, to that point, he's an MVP of the Super Bowl. And you said what you want to do is help other MVPs use their platform because they don't even maybe understand like how crazy that is, their MVP, and what they can use that for. So talk about that. A um, little bit about the MVP brand. Um, we want to educate and motivate kids and people through excellence. And the way you do that is the platform is already set and the stage is already in, in, in order that MVPs display different um, attitude when they are in performance. And in order to win the Super Bowl, you need everyone to play as if they are an MVP. All businesses want to win their game, which is their MVP, which is their Super Bowl, excuse me, and therefore they would like to produce an MVP, one that's exerting themselves over and beyond to make sure the business supersedes, you know. That's the platform that we want to use from individuals who already hold that platform and give them an opportunity to build a networking relationship amongst the platform that they already sit on. It sounds like you've had an MVP mindset your entire life before you even named Super Bowl MVP. So going into that game, like, are you like, I'm already a fucking MVP? Like, I'm not. Uh, or the, this, the mindset this, of an MVP, to it, it ISIS the the pain, the sacrifice that you that you put forth to being successful at something that you're you're seeking to, to be a part of. You don't just join in the business just to make money. You want to make as much money as you can inside of this business. So therefore, the attitude that you have of an MVP goes to, goes on display 
through the business when they get to see the hard work that you display to them by overachieving, you know, different obstacles uh, within the business. And you're bringing more revenue to these businesses. Many businesses are looking for individuals with that kind of platform, but these young individuals don't know that they hold that platform in their hands to be able to use it in that capacity. And the MVP brand is something that we want to use to educate and motivate those kids through excellence on how to capitalize off of their brand. That's awesome. One of the things we were talking to Marcus before was how, like, there's MVPs in the locker room, and that's, like, a great... He wishes he had thought more about the peer-to-peer interaction and working with those other athletes who have these platforms, the MVP mindset, a like-minded mindset. Did you have teammates in the league that you're still working with in a business sense? Uh, No, when I came into the league, I had four kids, so I had a different focus in approaching different people. Uh, But I realized after the NFL that there was ample amount of opportunities that I could have built relationships with my teammates that are investing in different uh, you know, markets that can help benefit me in the long run. So um, at, at this point, no, I don't have any NFL uh, teammates that I've uh, partnered with and uh, built relationship with through business, but there are ample opportunities for, you know, that progress to continue to be made. Totally. And while we have this platform, talk, I mean, you just mentioned your kids, right? And I think what you've gone through and succeeded in has been incredible. But explain your foundation. Explain what you're really working on. Uh, the Third and Long Foundation. Uh, we benefit families uh, with sickle cell disease. And we're looking to educate the people about the awareness of sickle cell and how it affects people, how they can get involved with supporting, and what are the needs for uh, young kids who are going through different tra- traumatic issues with sickle cell and not having a a, a group of people to support them. You know, you can be of a, a great support through the Third and Long Foundation uh, where you are, are sponsoring the kid and, and giving them opportunities to enjoy going to the hockey games or going bowling or uh, meeting, you know, someone famous. Um, this is the, the platform that was given to me, and I want to use it to uh, to encourage other people to support, you know, great causes in the world, such as uh, sickle cell disease. I really appreciate that. Thank so, you. where could someone make a donation or sponsor someone? What's the actual? Uh, the Third and Long Foundation dot org. Uh, okay. You can so find it's us. The number three or yeah, spell third. That. Third. Okay. The word third. Uh, third and Long uh, Foundation dot org, and uh, you can look us up on um, on Instagram. Uh, excuse me, on Facebook. Okay. Uh, through the Antonio. You said Holmes. you're not on Snapchat. Yeah, not. I have to get you on Snapchat. Not, not on Snapchat I'm yet. You, it's a driver. Uh, and I and I definitely believe that. Yeah. Um, but at some point, you gotta. You got to learn one step at a time. And uh, I think uh, not being a part of the social media world as a 35-year-old, you know, football player, it's an opportunity for you to create a business around you that mm-hmm. individuals that are interested in running your Snapchat or supporting your Snapchat movement or your social media movement is a is a great way that we get, you know, young kids with sickle cell disease involved and in, uh, being a part of something that is tremendous. For sure. So third and long foundation, that catch. You caught that in the corner? Really? Like when that ball was coming, like you, you were like, ah, this is easy or like, I'm sure you don't remember. Listeners, exactly. listeners, you are listening to a Ravens fan <laughs> talking to no, you got a your Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, how? 
I'm about rooted. catching the ball I in mean, the end They're zone. on the one-yard line. James Harrison, how the hell does that guy run a touchdown all the way back? That was a great game. Dude, it was destiny. Uh, guys have been there before. They knew what it took to, to succeed at, at winning Super Bowls. And to know that the pressure is always on and as much pressure you apply, it, 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 it at some point, you know, begins to burst. Yeah. And our defense kept the pressure, you know, on their offense, even when they, when they gave up big touchdowns or big plays late in the game. Uh, they, they finished the game with a sack fumble, you know, that we were able to recover to secure the win. Mm-hmm. You always hear the story people talk about defense win championships. Mm-hmm. No offense can go out and put up 50 points well, and their defense we'll put out and their defense <laughs> put out 52 points and right. you expect them to win. Right. You can't allow your, your, your team to give up those kind of points in situations. So when the saying that defense always win championships – you never care about how many points you score on offense. Right. You worry about how many points your defense stopped the other team from scoring. So, so with that being said, it feels like you're leaning Niners on Sunday. Because it just seems like they might be able to get that stop, but can anyone stop Mahomes? What's, what's the prediction? Oh, man. It's going to be a great game. Fireworks everywhere. And I'm not talking about the ones that's going to fly in the sky. <laughs> uh, they got a lot of fast guys on their team in Kansas City. Yeah. And... The defense of San Fran, you know, those guys are smart. They've they've had players that that have uh, uh, such as Richard Sherman who can speak Who's a cover three corner can, can speak for uh, <laughs> I'm uh, the defense and, um, right and how how they the affect you know the game and through the way that he has uh, been successful in his time with playing with the Seahawks and now with the 49ers that that same attitude. It just drives, you know, to each and every individual because the ultimate goal in, in playing sports is to become champions. You don't just want to go out just to make a lot of money, like I said before. Right. We're in it. We're, we're in it for the long haul, and that's to to be successful uh, as a group. And for the person that walks away with that with that title as an MVP from the Super Bowl, you know, gets to live a legacy of uh, of one in a million. Well, I think that's a more fitting prediction. Instead of picking who's going to win the game, who's going to be the MVP? <laughs> Oh man, um, I MVP. I've got Jimmy J. I think he's gonna do it. The guy's only thrown twenty passes in the playoffs. I mean, he's saving his arm. You heard it first. If you, if you can't see Santonio's hey. face right now, he is in <laughs> high doubt of Jimmy J. MVP, and he is a former Super Bowl hey. MVP. So I trust. I like him. him. I okay. like him as a quarterback. Um, he's won ball games, and Roethlisberger led his team to the Super Bowl in 2005, and he threw just as few many passes as right. he did, but his team was able to win. Um, like I said, it's about the defense, and whichever defense wants to step up come Super Bowl Sunday. That's that's where the defensive that's where the MVP may lies on the defensive side. Wow, that's bold. Toughest player who guarded you ever? Oh man, toughest player. I faced a few in my days. Uh, probably number twenty-four, Darrell Revis. Uh, he he had the skill set, and I not only say it because I played alongside of him as right. a New York Jet. But to go through practice and have to battle every day in practice with an individual that's not willing to give up any catches in practice. And it goes to show how hard he fights on the football field on Sunday that this is the same model that I'm taking to the field every day is that you're not catching passes on me and I'm going to take home this name. But Revis Island is what it is that you're stuck out here by yourself with me. You know, so um, he's definitely been one of the toughest uh, defensive backs. Uh, that got a chance to cover. Uh, that got a chance to cover me. Um, Ike Taylor, uh, 
guy played 12 years at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, he was kind of trash. And <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people think he was trash, but no, he was, he was he one of those guys that, that will follow the number one wide receiver around the football field. And he made it known that if I get beat, you know, it's because I didn't do my job, yeah. but I will come back and I will play my hardest, you know, for yeah. you. And um, with that attitude that he had, uh, going up and gets him every day in practice with the Steelers and uh, training with him for, for seven, eight years uh, throughout my NFL career, I got a chance to see and learn everything about him and his worth ethic that he put in on the field. For a Steeler guy, not too bad. Thirdandlongfoundation.org. Go follow Santonio Holmes on Instagram. What's your handle? Instagram, Tone Time 10. Tone Time 10. Tone Time, baby. Uh, it's Tone if Time. If you guys who are listening, follow Santonio. DM me a screenshot. I'll send one of you uh, his MVP shirt. <laughs> it hurts to say. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Snapback Sports Pod, the number one rated sports podcast on the Apple Podcast Charts. Santonio, thank you for your time. Thanks for having me in, guys. Appreciate it. I am extremely excited to welcome our guest, Marcus Colston, Super Bowl champion, but more importantly, entrepreneur and investor to the Snapback Sports Pod. Welcome. Appreciate you guys having me. Absolutely. So we are at the Players Impact Brunch. This event is incredible. Thank you. Uh, this venue, the Mondrian Hotel, <laughs> everything has been awesome. But before we dive into your post-career uh, accomplishments already, let's go back to where it all began mm-hmm. on the football field. Tell me, what's it like being an NFL star? <laughs> no, I mean it's uh, it's 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 like living two different life lives. Right. Um, you know, on, on the one side, it, you got a singular focus, and you literally wake up um, every morning and compete against yourself. You compete against you know your competitors. You compete against your teammates. Um, but on the other side, man, it, it just it provides such a platform if if you're able to leverage it. And you know, a lot of folks look at it from the marketing and the and the sponsorship side. But if, if you can figure out, um, you know, what that platform really means and what kind of access and, and doors it can open for you, um, it's a really interesting world on the other side. What did you learn after football that you wish you had known in the league? And is that part of your mission of why you're trying to teach these guys while they're active? Hey, take advantage of what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, part of one, one of the regrets that I have looking back, um, and regret's a strong word, but yeah. one of the things that I wish I, I did earlier was, you know, reach reach out to to my peers right um you know i started to get into the business world when i was in my my fourth year um and you know at at that point you know i had this this mentality that i could i could work my way to success like i I had done on the field and you know i would get into opportunities and and i would i would grind and grind and grind and just try to try to figure out how to how to mentally compete against people that have been doing it for years um and i didn't really have that that um like a, an apples to apples comparison. Um, and it, it took me, you know, till later in my career and, and as I was transitioning out to, to run into groups like TPI and, and you know, people like Tracy and, and Garrett and, you know, realize that, you know, these aren't, you know, individual battles that you have to fight. Um, there's other people that, that are going through the same challenges and, you know, just like anything else, when you can get in a room with other like-minded smart people, um, you're going to figure out some solutions. 
So how would you go about, right, you're saying network with your peers, which are players in the league, but you're right. also battling against them, not in business, but on the field. Right. How do you balance, like, you know, trash talking is a part of the game <laughs> and hitting players is a part of the game. You know, you want to do a business deal with Richard Sherman. He's an entrepreneur, right. but he right. also wants to lock your ass down. Right. But he's kind of diminishing your value as a, a business asset <laughs> by limiting your stats. How right. do you manage, like, I do like to see, you see the NBA, it's like a fraternity. Right. So is the right. NFL of these guys. Now people want to say there's less competitive spirit. There's not. But right. how do you balance a business partner and then also a teammate or an opponent? No, I mean, it's, it's a really easy balance to strike. Um, you know, we, we kind of understand that, you know, anything goes between those white lines and you kind of you got to have a switch or you become a different person. But, um, you know, that that competitive nature is what I think allows you to, to have those conversations easier. And, it, right. and it's it sounds counterintuitive, but, um, you know, ultimately people just want to win. Like if, if you're an ultra competitor, you want to win on the field, you want to win in business. And what you start to understand is like these conversations are happening in the locker room anyways. Yeah. Um, it's just in, in a more informal setting. And, you know, you learn early on that you got to network, network, network. Yeah. And you come down to, you know, events like the Super Bowl and your end game is to, to network with all the business folks. And what you start to realize is you're leaving a lot of, of opportunity on the table by, you know, not really formally networking with the folks that you share locker space with or you right. share the field with. And you get you understand each other because you've been through it all, and it's people like you said, like-minded people you want to work with. Right. I mean, you you do you do business with the people that you trust. Yeah. Ultimately, right. Um, you know, that's how that's how that's one of the 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 more intangible things that that you don't really account for in the business world, and you know you're gonna trust somebody that literally you know, grinds as hard as you do to do the same thing. You're going to understand that journey. You're going to understand, you know, that mindset a little bit more. And it's just, there's a level of trust that you sometimes take for granted. You were a Super Bowl champion. If you could, if I told you, you could go out and play on Sunday, be a Super Bowl champion again, knowing what you know now, knowing with social media, knowing content, all of that, right. what would you do differently that you wish? I mean, maybe social media wasn't as available back then, right. but what would you do? It, I don't know, man, because I'm... It's funny, I'm still not, I understand the power of social media, but I also, I understand who I am as an individual. Right. And I'm never going to be an outward facing individual. I'm a very private person. Um, I enjoy my family time. Um, and I enjoy being behind the scenes more than I like to be in, I like being behind the camera more than I like being in front of the camera. Which so, is ironic because you played in front of millions of people millions every, of people. every yeah. Sunday. But you don't, you don't see, right. When you're playing, you don't see any of that. You don't feel right. any of that. You're just, you're literally, it's a singular focus. Right. Um, so looking back, I mean, I guess I could say I would have I would have tried to, to leverage social a little more. Um, you know, maybe figured out how to get my LinkedIn profile, yeah. you know, to, together and not just have pro athlete on there uh, for a while. But, yeah, I, I don't think I would have done much, much different. I mean, I, I think... Um, you know, the, the learning experience and the learning curve that I had, you know, it, it helped to, to kind of shape me and mold me into where I am today and um, got a lot of growth left uh, in front of me and, you know, excited to take it on. Yeah. Talk about that transition to afterwards. And I think like which which do you think you'll enjoy more? Is it building outside of football or was it playing on the field? It's, it's tough because um, I, I started playing football when I was seven years old, right. man. And it, it was my first love it was my passion. And and um you don't get to play at that level if you're not passionate and, and it's not, it doesn't drive you. And, 
Um, as much as I enjoyed it, um, I don't enjoy the pain I'm in at times yeah. you know, these days. But, um, you know, this, this second act is one that I think the challenges will continue to evolve. And I'm somebody that, you know, I'd love to take on challenges and I love to to continue to learn and, and really expand my knowledge base. And I think this business world is going to allow me to do that at, at a level that <clears throat> that, uh, you know, sports really just just can't. Totally. Take me inside the locker room before Super Bowl. What what are these guys thinking about? You know, there's family, friends. Right. I mean, teammates and all that. What's it like? the day of the week before kind of how, how did you handle that i mean really the the week before the week leading up to it Is um, everyone asking for tickets it's you try to figure that out like the the off week yeah and get that out of the way yeah. and you know there's always some some stragglers <laughs> but um the week the week of the game is so much different because you're out of you're completely out of your comfort zone right. you you know you have a routine that you come accustomed to um, you're uprooted and you're, you're in a new city. If you're in Miami, it's, it's sunny, it's nice. You know everyone's partying around yeah. you. Um, it kind of throws your routine off a bit during the week. But once you, once you get into the stadium on game day, you just kind of click in. And, and it's business as usual. And um, all the breaks are a little bit longer, so you got to kind of Yeah, they say prep. at halftime, like, that messes players up. I've also seen reports of players, like, sneaking out. Like, if Shakira's performing at halftime, right. Beyonce is at halftime, yeah. like, they want to watch. Like, I don't is think that they're crazy? Be, that, that sounds crazy <laughs> to me. They don't sound like the winning team to me. But, uh, yeah, no, no, the, the halftime is, is – is, it's way longer. We we ended up um, – like, we brought two uniforms. Yeah. So we literally changed uniforms at halftime. Why? Right. Because you're sweaty? Well, you're sweaty, and it's yeah. just like to do something that's kind of in the norm to kill some time. That's that's interesting. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you, you just get so you get so conditioned as a professional athlete, and your routine really is a huge driver in your success. And when your routine's thrown off, yeah. you just got to try to normalize it as much as possible. Do you use the same, like, did you have pregame rituals, and do you do the same stuff now that you're in the business world? Like, <laughs> do you, like you go into a board meeting, you're, like, listening to pump-up music and stuff? No, actually, I do. You do? Yeah, I, I do. That's amazing. Um, what type no. of what type of music? I mean, it's got to be. I'm 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 a Jeezy fan. Okay. Yeah, I'm a Jeezy guy. Okay. Um, but no, I mean, a lot of the routine, obviously, the um, the expression of it's a little bit different. I can't I can't <laughs> go hit anybody anymore. But um, no, you got to get into a, that competitive state of mind yeah. um, to really to me to to really you know win in business to, to win in anything you got to get to to a, a competitive mindset where um for me it's been it's always been being hyper focused and and music helps me get there awesome uh last thing and then i'll let you go i know you got a lot to work on here at tpi but there's i mean a million players in league right now who is like crushing it and then like who do you want to bring under the umbrella of tpi like who's the guy right now in terms of business obviously i mean there was a, a guy that I, i've got a and he's a young player too jalen smith um, yeah. he was actually he's here, here today, today. Yeah. um just just watching him from afar um got a ton of respect for for the business savvy that he has already mm-hmm. and you know him playing down in dallas uh, you know with, with that star in his helmet yeah. you know he's going to get access to a lot of opportunities and he just looks like he's built the team and he's built the, the infrastructure to really take advantage of him. Um, so he's somebody that, that just as a young player, I'm, I'm really, really excited to see what he does. And re- the, the great thing about TPI is that 
it's if if you're somebody that is is a really sophisticated entrepreneur investor um there's a there's a space for you and if you're somebody that's just curious in entrepreneurship there's a space for you as well and you know having people that are like-minded and have similar backgrounds and experiences but have different experience levels is what makes tpi really special i love that that's amazing well thank you guys for listening the players impact you can find them on instagram marcus colston do you have an instagram i do have an instagram. he does have an instagram so you can find him there too but thank you guys listening another episode of snapback sports by the number one rated sports podcast on the apple podcast store thanks marcus thank you for having me appreciate it